Welcome to Grandma and Her Gummies, a fun and educational podcast about real-life cannabis stories and lessons for safer cannabis use for everyone. If you're looking for ways to ease pain, inflammation, anxious feelings, or just want to chill and get better sleep, we'll share with you the latest scientific research and tips about cannabis products and innovation, which just might help improve your quality of life. Listen in for the basics about cannabis and walk away with important resources and education. But most of all, have fun and enjoy the cannabis stories. Want to share your cannabis story? Contact us at grandmaandhergummies.com. Hello to my cannabis curious listeners. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. I'm Steve with the Cannabis Wellness Group and the host of Grandma and Her Gummies, our educational podcast with real life stories for safe and effective cannabis use. As I like to say, it's not about getting high, it's about getting better. Better sleep, better relief, and a better quality of life. And today, you're going to get access to and you're going to hear about some amazing patient resources to help you improve your quality of life. So if you're truly one of my Cannabis Curious listeners, stay tuned, listen in intently, so you're going to get what to know, where to go, what to look for, and what to ask. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Debbie Churgai, Executive Director at Americans for Safe Access. Debbie manages all the day-to-day aspects of the organization. She served as writer, editor, reviewer on so many of the American for Safe Access or ASA publications. She really knows what's going on, especially the State of the States report, which grades and analyzes each U.S. state for their medical cannabis program. So it's another resource, depending on which state you're listening in from, you really want to know, are you in an A state or are you in a D state? Plus, the one thing I really admire both about Debbie and the ASO organization is that Debbie started over seven years ago and worked her way into the executive director role. And, you know, that's the kind of success story we all like to hear. So uh, hello, Debbie. Congratulations. And thanks for joining us today. You know, before we jump into the details, do you mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, that was a great intro. Thank you so much. I'm the executive director of Americans for Safe Access. It's a national nonprofit patient advocacy group that advocates on behalf of patients all over the country. And another interesting thing is I myself am actually not a patient. I'm not a caregiver as well. And I, I think that's an interesting part of my story because, you know, everyone in this community always asks, what's your story? What's your story? How did you get into this? And it's not about me when it comes to advocacy, it's about access for everyone. So I'm here to help people all over the country who need access. I know it's medicine, you don't need to convince me. I know it's helped people, I've heard so many amazing stories. And you don't have to be a patient to want to help people and wanna advocate on this issue. Right on. That's exactly the message we like to give out here at Grammar. So, so thank you. Thank you, Debbie. One of the things I'd like you to do, if you can, tell a little bit about the mission for ASA. Our mission is to ensure safe and legal access to cannabis for therapeutic use and research for everyone. And when we say everyone, we mean everyone who wants to utilize cannabis as a medicine. Right now, the current system It literally is just for a privileged few Americans who can afford it or who are lucky enough to live in a state where there's access, who have a 
specific condition that it's approved for, who has a doctor that are willing to give them a recommendation. That is our mission, is to keep fighting until everyone uh, in the country who wants to utilize this, who chooses to utilize cannabis as his medicine has that option. And that also means working with doctors, getting better um, medical professional education out there, because patients actually do want to talk to their doctors. They want to let their doctors know, I'm using cannabis and it's helping me. But they also want to talk to their doctors about, you know, any drug-to-drug interactions. Um, A lot of our patients are not just using cannabis. They have other medications that they're using. And so it's really important for them to talk to their doctors about this. So our goal is really to help spread correct information. I want to talk about patients. So people that utilize cannabis to improve their life, we can call it medical cannabis. We can call it whatever. We all know that cannabis provides a variety of things like anti-anxiety or sleep or anti-nausea, whatever it is. And you guys do an amazing job of creating these resources. One of the things is the patient's guide to medical cannabis. And it, it has things like how to read labels, a guide to CBD, or I think there are a number of conditions you have guides specific to. Can you talk a little bit about the patient's guide to medical cannabis? Yeah, well, we have multiple guides, actually. We do have condition-specific guides, like you mentioned. We have MS and cannabis or movement disorders. We have anxiety. We have cancer. And we have, so we have many specific condition-specific booklets that kind of talk to you about how it works with specific conditions but also lots of references to lots of research and things like that, because everything we do is backed by science or research. We have a guide to help patients learn how to read labels or to understand labels, uh, to understand a COA. If you don't know what that is, that's a certificate of analysis that unfortunately not all places provide, but we would love for every place to be able to provide a certificate of analysis so you can see like what it's been tested for, what's in it, things like that. Um, Because a lot of patients need to know what's in their medicine. They need to know everything, not just if it's THC or CBD, but they need to know everything. Um, We have a guide that talks specifically about CBD. So I know a lot of people talk about, you know, THC. We started talking about CBD back in like 2014 before it became really popular. (laughs) Uh, But we have a guide dedicated just to talking about CBD and understanding more about that. For me? Debbie, when I went on, I found like five guides (laughs) (laughs) and because they're all really interesting. And just the one that I want to talk about now is one question that I get from a lot of people, and it's the medical patient's guide for U.S. travel. Yeah. So this guide, and we update it every year because the guide includes tips for traveling. It, It talks about knowing your rights. So if you are stopped by police, you know, what, what rights do you have as a, a card holder? It talks about how to travel with your medicine, how to keep it as fresh as can be. But also what's mostly important is it talks about reciprocity laws from every single state. So reciprocity, for those that don't know, means that whether you can uh, buy or use cannabis in, a, in another state that you're, that you're not from, because technically you're only supposed to be a medical cannabis, cannabis patient in your state, you have a card, Um, And you're only supposed to buy it from your state and you're not supposed to cross uh, state lines with your medicine. So that means every single patient in this whole country has to, if they're going, if they're traveling for a wedding, a funeral, any kind of event, 
is not supposed to take their medicine that they rely on every day. Instead, they're supposed to go to another state and then try to purchase medicine in that state, which can be overwhelming for a lot of patients, especially when there's adult use states, you know, people don't know, can they use an adult use dispensary? Do they have to go to a medical dispensary? Are they even allowed? So every single state has different reciprocity laws in what they allow. Some states you have to register 30 days in advance in order to purchase medicine in another state. Some states make you have to buy a temporary medical cannabis card for that state. Some states are great and open to patients and open to everyone, but each state has actually different reciprocity laws. Reciprocity isn't just one thing. Your guide actually gives, I mean, it, it'll direct them to where they can find the latest on their state and the reciprocity, correct? Yeah, well, we have all the rules we have enlisted. So this is, this is why we update it every year. Yeah, so there's a, so online, everything is free on our website, first of all, it's important to know, and everything's free to read, download, whatever you want. You can download the guide, but also you can just read it online and there's a drop down menu for each state so that you can just look at the state that you're visiting and see what the reciprocity law is at that time. So it's a really, really great guide because, you know, for an average non-medical cannabis consumer, they might not understand why (laughs) travel guide is important for patients, but for patients who, you know, really rely on a specific type of medicine um, it can be really stressful to go to another state. Like one of the tips is, you know, if you if you do have a specific type of medicine that you use to call dispensary ahead of time to see if they'll set it aside for you to see if they have it available, you know, things like that, anything to make, you know, patients feel more comfortable about having to travel without their medicine and, you know, having to rely on a different yes. dispensary than they're used to going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's those little tips. And, and though, you know, we add those probably to the other tips about what to ask at a dispensary for previous episodes. And this is really going to help anybody who's traveling. So just to recap the idea that because you may live in a legal state for medical cannabis or recreational cannabis, just because you live in a state that may allow it does not mean you can travel to another state, even if that state is legal. So really, really important. Know the rules, know the laws about this and be, have a worry-free journey as you, as you go. So I think that's really, that was one of my other favorite patient resources that you had. The, The other one was tips for talking to your doctor about medical cannabis, which a lot of people don't know how, and they're a little nervous. Yes, literally. I someone has just asked me the other day about tips. It's one. It, it was one of those. That's one of those questions I get all the time. And so we were like, okay, well, let's you know write this down and 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 help people figure out how to to talk to their their doctors about this. What can sometimes be a sensitive, uncomfortable issue, and especially if the patient isn't even educated on the issue, it's really hard to talk to a doctor who is also Mm -hmm. probably not educated on the issue. So So we definitely, yeah. So we have tips. We actually also have a letter that you can download and give to your doctor because so what doctors normally say, if they're not very educated on cannabis, is there, is that what they, that's exactly what they say. I don't know anything about it. I don't Mm -hmm. feel comfortable giving you a recommendation for something that I don't know much about. That's not a good excuse for me. So you're a doctor. You shouldn't be wanting to learn about, you know, things that your patients are asking you about. You know, if a a patient asked about a certain type of medicine, doctor's just going to be like, not going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know about that. 
No, They're, they should look into it. So we have also a letter where you can download and give to your doctor and, and it gives you the doctor resources of where they can find information. So there are CMEs, which are continuing medical education, which every doctor has to take every year. And there are CMEs um, that are cannabis specific. So if your doctor comes back to you and says, I don't know anything about it, then you can say, well, here, learn, <laughs> learn right. about it right. because this is really important for me. That's right. You know, more, more importantly, I mean, we're finding that we think our doctor should know, but the most recent analysis of medical schools in the U.S. showed just around 10% actually teach about the endocannabinoid system and medical cannabis. So we as patients have to more than ever come prepared, do our research, and probably start that conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And look, we're not saying that this is perfect. This is not the world we want to live in. This is the world right. that we are living in where doctors, unfortunately, are not educated. If you're lucky enough to find a great doctor that is educated, yeah, consider yourself lucky. Just let me recap. So we talked about the Medical Patients Guide for U.S. Travel for everyone. And it is a resource um, that's going to give you the details on the state-by-state -state laws and rules and regulations and how to travel with your medication. Some really good tips. We talked about the patient's guide to medical cannabis, you know, reading labels, a guide to CBD, or if you have a condition like arthritis, really good, really, really good uh, guides. And then finally, just now, we talked about tips for talking to your doc about medical cannabis. And what's important about that is don't assume that all doctors know the details about the therapeutic benefits, the current research, the applications for medical cannabis, and whether you should be using a cannabis salve or you should be using a tincture. Um, so this patient resources on the tips will give you, listen to this, a letter that you can complete and bring with you. So it's a really, really great resource. I, I think these are the top three for me. Are there any other key resources that our cannabis curious listeners should know about? Again, if you're traveling to a state, you should always know what the rules and law laws are regarding cannabis because possession laws, purchase laws, um, all those laws are, are different in every single state. So we do have an interactive map on our website where you can just click on the state that you're going to, or even if you don't know the own rules in your own state, click on the state that you live in and it'll show you everything that's allowed in that state um, or that isn't allowed. And so um, it'll also show you how to become a patient. So if you don't know how to become a patient and it also, there's um, a link for medical professionals too, to how to become a uh, recommending doctor. So you mm. can also, you know, share that link with your doctor as well if they don't know how to do that. We just have a lot of stuff on our website. If you've been on there, you know, uh, we've been we've been around for 21 years. And so we do have a lot of resources on our website. And again, all free. Yeah, I love the interactive map and the, the state of the states report, which you put out. I mean, if you're in Iowa or if you're in California or you live here in Georgia, go check out your state, see what grade you have and find out why. So I just, I really, really love the site. I love what you guys do. And one of the things that struck me, and I, if you can tell a little bit about Steph, the founder of the organization of Americans for Safe Access. Yeah, so Steph Shear, um, she is the founder and creator. So she, um, yeah, she has a, a health condition you know, like I said, 22 years ago, her doctor told her like, kind of like, you know, Hey, he whispered, Hey, 
you should try cannabis. This was in California. And she had never even considered it, had never tried cannabis, wasn't familiar with it, but she was in so much pain that she decided to try it. And unfortunately, there was no legal industry at the time. So she had to go to an illegal dispensary, kind of, you know, take the chance of, of trying to purchase this medicine. Um, and she did, and it helped her and it was amazing. And she was like, I cannot believe that this is not legal that like, there's a bunch of, there were, I think there was like seven dispensaries at the time. They were all working illegally, but they were all providing medicine for patients. These people were putting their lives at risk to help patients. So she said, this is crazy. We have to create a legal and safe industry. And that's where the, that's why we say safe and legal access, because uh, back then there was no safe access and there was no legal access. Mm -hmm. So she thought <laughs> back in 2002, Steph thought it was going to take two years for legalization to occur. So we changed California. That was the first thing. We actually sued the California Highway Patrol. That's how we got the money to actually create ASA because uh, the California Highway Patrol would stop people. They would take their medicine from them. They would just take their medicine from them. So we sued the uh, California Highway Patrol and that's how we started ASA. We changed the laws in California and started working our ways across the country to advocate in every single state to try change the laws. So we've been working on the state-by-state -state approach for now 20 some years. And it's crazy to think that we still don't have federal legalization. So now we're kind of tired of this state-by-state -state approach. We're like, okay, now we got to get it federally legalized. There is no reason why medical cannabis cannot be federally legalized at this point. Yes. We're yes. And collectively, many of us are all pushing and working and advocating for the same outcome. And, uh, yeah, it will happen. I, there is momentum. It may not happen as soon, but with people like you and organizations like yours and the programs that I've been through, I think we are now creating the structure for the FDA or the DEA or Congress and giving them guidance around the scientific applications and the results. And, uh, you know, I think that's what they need. They probably just didn't have that before. And so now they're finally getting some expert input, which is why I'm optimistic it will change. And I, and I am too. I, I, I know that it will eventually change. However, it's going to take time. The government doesn't just make a huge change without understanding what the consequences are, you know, and, there, and they need to know, okay, what happens after legalization? So we still have a lot of work to do, but I do definitely believe we will get there, but we can only get there with momentum. So we have to keep the momentum moving forward. I want everyone to hear that, that there's a lot of work being done on your behalf, on all of our behalves. But I think I want to just recap why this message today was important, because the cannabis industry is different than others, other medical industries. Typically, a drug goes through development for years, and then it's revealed, and the doctor is telling the patient why it's going to work. In the cannabis industry, and in the history of cannabis, it's typically the patient that says, hey, this works. I need it. And now we're telling the doctor about it. So it's the reverse. It's really no pun intended, or maybe there is a pun. Grassroots. This is truly grassroots yes. where we have to activate. And uh, so I see the resources you guys have, and I want everyone on the, the line today, the listeners, to go to your website and uh, find some of those resources. So just remind people how they can find you. 
So Americans for Safe Access is the name of our organization. Safeaccessnow.org is the website. But if you look up Americans for Safe Access, you can find it that way too. And again, yeah, we have tons of information, free information on our website. Uh, we also would love um, support. We're a nonprofit group. So we are 100%, you know, uh, donation-based uh, we don't sell any products. We don't make money off the industry in any single way. Um, we are nonprofit. So it's we're also a member-based organization and membership is only $35 a year. So it's not very expensive, um, but membership is really what kind of keeps the doors open and for us able to do the work we're, that we're doing. And, you know, I love those resources so much. I've, I've made them available as well and links to your site on the Grandma and Her Gummies uh, website. So for the resource section at grandmaandhergummies.com, people can find them. So we, I want people to find you and find your, your resources. So thank you again, Debbie. Thanks for all that you're doing to make a difference. And so, you know, to you and all of our Cannabis Curious listeners, I wish you peace and good cannabis wellness. Thanks for listening to Grandma and Her Gummies. If you like what you heard, the best thing you can do is share this episode with your friends and family. And be sure to follow and review us at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. To learn more about resources and products for safe and effective cannabis use or to share your cannabis story, visit our website at grandmaandhergummies.com.